0: What do you see when you're in the dark and the demons come?
1: I see you, Frank. I see you standing over the grave of another dead president. everybody. Welcome back to another episode of THR Presents Stream Fiends. I'm your host Brian. With me as always is my brother Nez. What's up man? Yo man, what's up? How you guys doing up there? Uh, Crazy, crazy. You yeah, know, rest of the world. Same up here.
0: Yeah, I was gonna fly down to Texas this morning. But as I was driving to the airport, uh, my buddy called and I was, hey, man, I just want to let you know I didn't feel good and I took a test and I'm positive. And I was like, oh. uh and I worked with him last night Oh shit! and we were laughing around. I was like inside. I was like, really? You fucking if you feel sick, you stay home. Don't go to work. Yeah. So I was like, uh, I was like, well, all right. Well, thanks for calling, and I just turned around. I wasn't gonna get on a plane. I wasn't gonna go to my friend's house, and uh, so I just called and said, "Hey, it ain't happening." And, uh, I was like, man, I was supposed to go see um, Gabriel. Gabriel Iglesias, fluffy,
1: mm, yeah, fluffy. Oh,
0: I was gonna go see him tomorrow night in Dallas, but damn, guess not. Um, but uh, I feel all right. I don't know if it's just in my head then making me like, okay, you feel weird now, but i I don't know. I mean once uh, you get you get that thing in your head, you're like, Dude, how do I feel? How do I feel? Like I feel okay, but then I f- I don't feel okay. It might just be
1: a panic attack and me worrying. But yeah, I I didn't want to say anything until she was better. But the 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 wife got COVID. Oh, and she just got over it. And trust me, the the, the way she felt, if you if you got it, you you know you got it.
0: Yeah, that's what my wife was saying because I had asked her. I said, when
1: you got it,
0: how when how long were you, when when, do you know when you were exposed to how long you had it? And she goes, I don't know when. She got it and yeah, Taylor, he just got over it. Damn. My son just got, him and his girlfriend just got over it. And I'm like, man, I'm all right. I just, I think I'm just more worried and panicky now. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Let me just crack my drink open. I can still taste, <laughs> taste everything, so I assume I'm all right. But I don't know. I think it's
1: just more worried nerves uh, right now. But yeah. yeah, I think she she got the, the, the Omarion, uh, Omegatron, whatever it's called. Uh, the oh, whatever, the, the, the new latest one? one? The- yeah.
0: Omnicron or whatever, the, yeah, whatever it's
1: called. She said she didn't really lose her taste and smell, but she said she was probably the sickest she's ever been. Wow. No. And I told her, well, if this is the, the least severe one, then you're lucky.
0: Yeah, because uh, cases here in town where I live, I mean, I think it was the beginning of December, it was like in the single digits. Now it's like over 500 again.
1: Oh, oh, we're we're like a couple thousand a day up here.
0: Yeah, so I'm like, oh, man, I just, I'm hoping it's just my nerves messing with me. But, I mean, I don't know. Uh, if I am, I'm stuck here in the studio for the next, I was off for a week, too. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but if I feel sick in the next few days before Monday, I'm calling in and canceling the vacation days and said, look, I'm sick. So, but, I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, knock on wood, uh, I'm all right. But, yeah. All right, everyone. This was my pick. This was a film that came out July 8th of 1993. It's directed by Wolfgang Peterson. And it stars a billion people, but these are the main ones. Uh, Academy Award winner, Clint Eastwood. uh, Rene Russo. Um... I think he has Academy Award. John Malkovich, but I'm not sure. Uh, Dylan McDermott, uh, Gary Cole, uh, Fred Dalton Thompson, and a bunch of other people. Malkovich has two Academy Awards. Ah, okay. I knew he was in there. Oh yeah, Rene Russo is uh, Thor's mom. Yep. So, and Gary Cole was um, Lumberg from uh, Office Space, if you guys have seen that one. <laughs> I
1: mean, Lombard <laughs> fucked her,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he was um, Mike Brady in the the Brady Bunch, which I thought that was probably my favorite role he did because he did uh, Robert Reed justice. He sounded just like him, so I thought that was awesome. But
1: anyway, was, uh, Ricky Bobby's dad.
0: Well, that's right. If you're not <laughs> first, you're last. <laughs> so, good. all right. And the film we're going to be talking about is the thriller, action, drama. In the line of fire.
1: It was one of our nation's darkest moments. And he was there. The only activation who ever lost a president. 30 years later. Do you really have the guts to take a bullet, Frank? The hell is this? He's back. This guy's going to make a try. I've got to be there. In the line of fire. I see you standing over the grave of another dead president. Cliff Eastwood. That's not going to happen. In the line of fire. Rated R. At theaters July ninth.
0: A Secret Service agent is geez, I guess I should turn my light on. Is taunted by calls from a would-be killer who is who a would-be killer who has detailed information about the agent, including the fact that he had failed to save President John F. Kennedy from assassination. The caller is revealed as an ex CIA assassin. Well, spoiler alert. And the and the agent who is investigating A threat to the current president is determined not to let history repeat Repeat itself. All right, that was Google, IMDb with the one sentence. Secret Service agent Frank Harrigan couldn't save Kennedy, but he's determined not to let a clever assassin take out this president. All right. Who else was? Oh, um, uh, what was his name? In saw Tobin Bell. Well, other than Jigsaw, his name was John something. I can't remember. Do you? John.
1: Shit. John. John something. Yeah. John Kramer. Yeah, him. (laughs) He
0: was in the beginning of this. And, um. Oh, man. Excuse me, everyone. Oh, man. John Uh, was in this. Rest in peace. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was. He was in it for a second. Yep. Um, when did you first see this one
1: uh, probably was closer to when it came out and so it's been a while I remember nothing about this movie except for the gun that Malkovich uses that was like the only thing I remember so it was like a, a new watch for me a fresh new watch um, and I enjoyed it um, I thought everybody was great in it um, John Balkovich, I I like him. I always like him as the bad guy. And Clint Eastwood, I like that played off the the whole, you know, is he really too old for this shit? Kind of, which, you know, kind of had the lethal weapon connection with Rene Russo in there. I will say, um, what is his name? Dylan McDermott. I don't like him in anything. I really don't. I, I didn't like his character in it. He was a fucking little whiny bitch. I mean, you're in the secret service. I mean, you're going to have people shooting at you and crazy shit. So I don't I don't know what you thought when he was getting in this line of business. But come on, man. But I thought when the action was uh, happening, it was pretty good. And uh, it, it was kind of a different take on uh, Clint Eastwood that I'm used to cuz he was kind of trying to put the moves on Renee Russo and trying to be funny and you know now he's just like the angry old guy so it was it was, it was good seeing a different side of him yeah there
0: was um I don't think that works too good in the workplace <laughs> <laughs> With His little uh, sexual innuendos and stuff like that but um yeah, we saw this one. I mean, first of all, for those of you that don't know, Clint Eastwood is my favorite actor. Uh, what? How I was introduced? How I was introduced to him was uh, through my dad, with all the old Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, and Outlaw okay. Josie Wales, and Hang 'Em High, and Fistful of Dollars, and stuff like that. And then all the Dirty Harry films, and then everything else. Uh, the Any Which Way But Lose and Any Which Way You Can, the Philo Beto stuff and I just escaped from Alcatraz uh, the Gran Torino when we started getting older and even bridges, not, yeah, even bridges in Madison County. So I was all about it and then when I saw this trailer, I, mean, I love John Malkovich as well, so I was like, oh man, this looks awesome. So, Why are you um, leaving a pink Cadillac? Uh, not good. <laughs> <laughs> Bernadette Peters, I love you, but Ah. <laughs> and what uh, he did with Burt Reynolds, City Heat. Oh, my God. I knew my dad went and saw <laughs> that. And I was like, come on, Dad. What were they thinking? <laughs> but, um, Clint Eastwood can do comedy, but he's more with the serious uh, kicking ass and killing people. But, um, this one, so we went and seen it. Movie was over. My wife, she said, oh, that was pretty good, dude. I left the theater charged. Uh, It didn't make me want to join the Secret Service, but I was like, damn, that was hella good. Uh, So I I went back and saw it again uh, the next weekend because I I just loved it. And I've seen this movie just a gajillion times and uh, rewatching it over and over. And once it hit Netflix, I I was all about it. I have the Blu-ray. I think it's like a part of. I didn't. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking of uh, another Clint Eastwood that's a double pack with Air Force One. But uh, Air Force One. But, uh, <laughs> but this one, this movie was a hell of good. I mean, I loved it. It was just it, it was Clint Eastwood at, at his best. And uh, I don't know how old he was. I mean, because I had just recently watched uh, The Mule. And uh, he was really old in that. And then watching this. And then even going back and watching the first Dirty Harry not too long ago. And just seeing like, God damn, man. It, he's, he did it all, man. He's got his Academy Awards. And I think he's still married. Got a bunch of kids. Um, Scott Eastwood, he's out here doing his thing. But what I loved about this movie is that he, other than he was just a hard ass and didn't take no shit from nobody. Um, he was like, like I said, in the synopsis, he was there when Kennedy was assassinated and, uh, he had to live with that, uh, that horror of not like responding. Like he didn't he, they, cause they say in the film, he's like, you were the closest one to Kennedy. How come you didn't, you didn't react? And he's like, I, I don't know. So it, that's, uh, what was going on. Cause the, the story other than we're just introduced to Harry, Harry Callahan, um, his name was uh, Frank Horrigan. Yeah. <laughs> He's always Harry Callahan to me, everyone. But anyway, um, we're introduced to him and we're in, introduced to uh, his partner, uh, Al DeAndre or DeAndre or whatever, Dylan McDermott. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I never really liked him in anything. And I really hated him in that
1: uh, first season of American Horror Story. Yeah, the one thing I he was good at was uh, the what was it called the Clove Hitch Killer. You ever see that? I don't think so. It doesn't even sound familiar. Yeah, he's uh, I, I I'm not gonna spoil it. It's like a serial killer movie. Okay. But he he was he I think that's the only thing I could think of that I liked him in. But yeah, he was horrible in that first season.
0: <laughs> uh, I'll give it to him. He got the maid, but it turned out she was an old lady. <laughs> but yeah. Either way, either way. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, they were uh, these guys. There were two uh, Secret Service agents and um, they ended up hooking up with uh, Jigsaw. That's all I see when I see him. <laughs> so they hooked up with Jigsaw. And I guess they were dealing with some funny money. But then uh, this scene was kind of ruthless, though. I, mean, I I give it to the actors that do this when when they do this in films um, uh, Jigsaw told uh, Frank, "All right, man. Well, I just want to talk to. you. Hey, why don't you Al? Why don't you go help the guys get, go get the money?" So they go into this boat and they're kind of talking. And he goes, "Hey, man, I just want to let you know that uh, I have my buddies follow uh, Al, and we find out that he's a uh, he's Secret Service and he's working for the government." And he's like, "Oh, really?" And then he goes, "Well, I just want to know if you are too." And he's like, "Well, you hey, you came to me. This is what Frank is telling him." He goes, "All right. Well, come on, let's go down. So they so they go downstairs into the boat." And we see Al tied up, uh, and he's gagged. But then he's like, "All right, man." He uh, Jigsaw gives Frank a gun. He goes, "Here, I want you to do him for me." And he's like, "Uh, what?" And he's like, "Come on, man." And he goes, "Just here." He goes, "Um, he goes, just make me uh, make me uh, look like a fool here. Just pop him for me." And then uh, he's about to do it. He he gets the gun. He walks over to. Um, to Al sticks it to his head and, and pulls the trigger and there, there was no no bullets in it. And then Jake's always like, yeah, that's it. That's what I wanted to see. All right, man, come on. Let's go get some, uh, go get some breakfast. And one of the other dudes sticks a bag over his head. All right, right here. Uh, I'll give it to the actors. Of course, they're not going to suffocate, but you got to kind of at least try to make it look real. So they're going to put it over your head for a few seconds and you're probably... Not gonna breathe, but I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think even just playing around. I don't think I could do that. Mm, yeah, because even in uh, in uh, what was it awesome film Black Christmas when that one chick was tied up there. Was it a chick? I think it was a chick. The one that was tied up in the, with a bag that was up in the mm-hmm. attic the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hell no. Any of those movies, or even in um, what was that uh, Lethal Weapon when they shot that one dude and he fell into the pool and he was all tied up into the in the pool cover. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, man, here. Other than he was underwater, I was uh, t- taking deep breaths. And uh, Al is just like struggling. And he goes, all right, man, come on, let's go. So he kind of turns around and he goes, oh, let me let me get my gun. And he goes back and gets the gun. Then he goes, all right, you're under arrest, Secret Service. And then one of them, dude, he doesn't even, the dude that's there's a guy that has the bag over Al's head. There's another dude sitting off uh, like on just a bench uh, in the boat to uh, Frank's right. And he doesn't even look. He, just, he shoots him and then, he shoots the other guy behind Al and he turns around. Uh, Jigsaw's pointing the gun. He pulls the trigger and it's empty and then he just pulls out a badge. All right, you're under arrest. Uh, but this this scene right here when when Al, when Al was talking to me when they were driving, he's like, Could, I know they were at a bar. Like, did you know by the weight that there wasn't any bullets in it? And, and how, how did you know? He goes, I don't know. He just luck, I guess. I oh, see. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe you gun experts can probably figure that thing out, but I, I hold a gun. I just assume it's loaded. <laughs> so I, I don't know the weights between those things, but, uh, so, uh, they're like, all right, well, let's, let's get out of here. We'll meet you in the office. But then I was like, Oh man, there's a, um, there's somebody they want us to check out. And, uh, I said, we do it tonight. And he goes, ah, well, you just go home and hug your wife and kids and then I'll go do it. So it's like, all right. So Al goes home. Uh, Frank goes goes to the call. It's an apartment building. He meets the manager. Uh, this lady's like in a ton of films. But uh, she was rushing in this and she was talking about, yeah, that uh, she had smelled something like the fire alarm was on. So she went inside and found out that it was just like cookie crumbs or crumbs in the oven that uh, just caught on fire. So John F. Kennedy and everything all over the wall. So he was in articles of uh, that whole um, assassination day. So he's looking at it and he's like, oh man. And she goes, yeah, that's why I call the FBI. I see this and uh, I got scared. And she goes, I, she goes, I love America. I remember when that happened. He goes, when it happened, I just cried and cried. And then he is kind of like, ah, so he ends up, they kind of figure out uh, who he is, or the name that he gave the the manager. And then when when he's looking looking around, he's looking out the windows. We see someone across the street with like binoculars and looking in. So they're not really sure. So he uh, he goes and comes back later with uh, I guess the next day, with the whole crew and Al's with him. They go back into the apartment and uh, they open up that closet where all the pictures are. All the pictures are gone but one. There's one picture. It's the uh, picture of um, a crowd shot. We see uh, the president, I uh, assuming it was Kennedy, his, his, uh, his car. And we see all the Secret Service agents, but there's a circle around one agent. And then the camera zoomed in and we see that that's Frank. Because Al's like, hey, man, that's you. And it's like, well, fuck. At this point, they still don't know what's going on. Frank goes home, he gets a phone call, and they find out that it's, it's the guy. That, uh, whose apartment there was, so he kind of starts talking to him about uh, who he is and what he's going to do. He tells him that he's going to assassinate the president. I do like this part because then the, he goes, "He oh, goes, why'd you go and say that? Because you know it's a, you know it's a federal <laughs> offense, even if you don't mean it." Um, and that's true, boys and girls, don't. Uh, you, you may be around your friends. You say stupid things like that, but don't post anything like that. Don't do anything like that because uh, the, the men in black are going to come knocking on your door or they're kicking mm-hmm. your door. Um, if you do that, man, they big brothers got their eyes on everybody. Mm-hmm.
1: They will come knock on your door within minutes.
0: Yeah. Ask all those guys that were the January 6th. <laughs> they came kicking down their doors <laughs> for all the stuff they were writing. But um, so he's like, all right. He's telling, he's telling. And, and uh, when he's talking to him on the phone, he hears like a fire engine. And then uh, he hears it on the phone, Frank. And then he hears it like outside. So he runs over the window and a fire truck runs by. And then he goes, hey, man, I got, hold on. I got something on the stove. So he goes running down the stairs really quick. He runs outside. There's a phone booth like right outside his apartment. And the, the receivers just swing So it's like, fuck. So he kind of goes uh, next day is back to office. And they're trying to figure out who he is. All they have is a name, but they don't really have a description or pictures of him. Because everyone, because when they were, they, I guess they interviewed everybody in the apartment building. And all they said was, ah, he's between 20 and 45. Yeah. And it was like nobody really like saw him. Nobody knew him. The the manager said he comes and goes at odd hours, so they just that was about all they had. So they're like, all right, well, that's uh, that's what we got, and um, and then we they we we already knew who the killer was because if you know who John Malkovich sounds like and if you know his face because they kind of show his mouth and his eyes, so there there was no surprise in that. Plus, it was all in the trailer. So this is when they're they're all trying to figure it out. Uh we're introduced to uh Renee Russo's character. He calls her his secretary.
1: <laughs> See, he did.
0: <laughs> what was Renee Russo's name? She was the Asian Lily Rains. Yeah, he yeah. a they, good looking secretary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "How old are you, Clint?"
0: God. Well, he this is this is I mean, I, if you guys listen to my Lethal Weapon 1 when I was talking about um <sighs> Mirta being fifty, because uh, when she when Rene Russo was talking to to Frank, he was kind of like, yeah, I'm in the part of the the fifty and up, uh, uh group of agents, and he goes there ain't many of us. So I I, I don't I don't know when Clint was born. I don't feel like doing the math, but I was like, well, how old was he here? Because he better not be. He's got to leave. If he's not fifty nine, he's got to be in his sixties when he filmed this film. Because I'm like, I'm fifty right now, and I do not look uh, like him. I got gray hair, but I'm not. Oh uh, no. But anyway, <laughs> so so they 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 got the crew. They're they're trying to figure out what it is. The president is it's an election year, so he's out on the campaign trail. So they know he's gonna. This guy's uh, right now. Oh, when they when uh, Franken. Uh, Malkovich were talking. He kind of told him, goes, "Well, what can I call you?" And he goes, "Well, uh, he goes, um, call me Booth." And he goes, "Well, why not um, uh, Oswald?" Or was that was it yeah. Oswald the guy shot? Yeah, that shot Kennedy. He's like, "No," he goes, "Booth." Uh, he's got Panache. and uh, and they're like, well, "All right." So he was just calling him Booth, just uh, so he can have a name to call him. Um, so they're like, "All right," well. All we can do is let the president. Well, the, well, Frank tried to get them, uh, the 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 secretary of the what the hell is that guy's name? Uh, he was the White House chief staff, chief of staff, uh, Harry Sargent. That was Fred Dalton uh, Thompson, and uh, Gary Cole was uh he was, I guess, the head of the of all all the the agents. So those
1: guys were assholes. Yeah, he was. Fuck.
0: <laughs> so. Um, the chief of staff was like, uh, he was like, look, man, he goes, they were, t- they had a meeting with him and they were telling, look, man, you need to tell the president to cancel everything because, uh, he, he might, uh, this is this threat that they think is real. But then, um, the, the, the chief of staff was like, look, man, you know how many threats the president gets a year? And he goes, he cannot cancel anything. Look, you guys, If you guys do your job, uh, we won't have any issues. And I'm like, God, just, I couldn't do this job. I mean, I'll give it to. All those guys, all those Secret Service agents, that basically throw themselves in front of bullets. Like, like that dude when um, when Reagan got shot, that mm. one guy dove in front, of but he got hit too. So sort did of the president. But I was like, damn, I'll give it to him. I don't know. I could probably I could throw myself in front of a bullet for my family, but I don't know about the president. I don't care how much you're paying me. I don't think I could do it, but. So that's the plan. They're like, all right, well, he's gonna go do his his speeches. We just gotta be there and make sure uh, nothing happens. So all all that well, why that's going on is because like, there's a few montages of them doing uh, president stuff, and then we're we're seeing uh, every now and then we're seeing just little clips of uh, John Malkovich. is a scene where he's making something. We're not really sure what it is yet. Um, they tried to throw some like uh, red herrings at us. Because they were showing other other people, like there was a magazine that uh, like a, I think it was like a model magazine or something. They they show, it's in Malkovich's house, but then they show another guy buying it. So it seemed like they were trying to throw us off. But it's like, we already know who, who, the, who the killer was, so why are you doing this? But anyway, um, so while uh, John Malkovich is trying to figure out how he's going to do it and when he's going to do it, He's um, kind of make just making, um, um, I guess, alibis. But he he opened up this bank account at uh, some bank somewhere. Uh, he he gave the name James Carney, and uh, when he's in there trying to open up the account and everything, uh, that uh, there's a one lady. What the lady he was working with, she was just being friendly. I'm sure she gets tired of just sitting there all day pushing buttons and everything, but. She starts talking to him because she asks him where she's from. She's kind of nosy, and he just says he's from min- Minneapolis. She goes, well, I am too. And he was like, oh, and, well, what high school did you go to? Went, uh, new Brighton. And she goes, there's new New Brighton in Minneapolis. And he goes, uh, well, there was when I was there. So she's like, ah. And then he's like kind of trying to rush her along. And she's like, I'm sorry. He goes, let's just get this done with. So the next scene, we see her. She's in her house. And uh, she hears a dog barking, and she turns around, and uh, uh, James Carney at this, he's standing at, at the door, and she's like, oh, hey, and he goes, oh, I'm sorry, but uh, I got your name out of the, the phone book, and she goes, I'm not listed, and he goes, oh, well, I'm sorry, uh, you got me there, I I followed you home. So many red flags. Yeah, I'm out of doom, I'll shut the door, but... <laughs> <laughs> She, because uh, there was a screen door, so he, because he was standing on the porch, and she was like, and he was like, "Well, uh, I'm new in town. I just want to know if you wanted to go out with dinner." She's like, "Ah, well, I'm sorry. Uh, nah, that doesn't sound good." And then he's like, uh, "Well, may I?" And she's like, "Yeah, sure." And then he, he comes into the house. dog's still kind of barking. Uh, they're talking, and here comes her roommate. She comes out of the room like, "Oh, oh, hey, I'm sorry. Nah, let me just get out of the way." And Carney's just like, hey, I, I'm sorry, but I don't think I can let you guys leave uh, this evening. And they're like, what? And know, uh, the phone rings. The roommate runs over to the phone. He just grabs her and slams her on the ground. Her, he like he hits her and pushes her. and She goes, She hits the wall. Uh, the other lady that he was talking to initially, she's standing there screaming that he just he just clocks her. She goes down. He grabs the roommate, snaps her neck, picks up the other girl, snaps her neck. I thought he was gonna kill the dog too, but I assume the dog was chained up or something because he just fixed his hair and rolled out. Um, he had a disguise; he had a wig on and glasses and everything.
1: So he still looked like John Malkovich, though. So.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he he got out of town. I assume this wasn't in D.C. I, I think it was uh, somewhere else, like in California. So he goes back to D.C. Uh, they're still looking for him. There's uh, scenes when uh, Malkovich and um, Frank are still talking because they're, they're kind of trying to get to know each other. Well, uh, he's trying to get to know him because he, he does ask him, like, well, what were you thinking that day when you heard that first shot? And Frank's just like, oh, man, because I don't know why I just couldn't act. And then he's on the phone like, how much of the shit do I need to hear? Because they were tracing the call. Because that first time they traced the call, they said, we got it. So they went and kicked in the door at some house, but it was just some uh, some young couple about to get it on. Uh, and they, the Secret Service and SWAT team go bursting in, and they're like, ah, sorry, man, he, he scrambled it. We don't know what it is. So this time when he was talking to him and he was listening to it, they were like, just keep him on the line, keep him on the line. And then they're like, ah, he scrambled it. And he's like, well, shit, what am I going to do? And it was, you just got to keep him, keep him talking. So he calls him a few times when he's at home as well. So he's like, "Ah, oh, he's just trying to fuck." And then while they're still doing the, the the tour with the president, this is when he starts putting the moves on uh, on Lily. I'll give it to him, man. On, he he had the, he had the lines, man. He was being a little creep, but she was going <laughs> she was going for it, so um he didn't touch her or anything, uh, but he, he was uh he was being a little creepy with his lines and uh, guys out there girls don't like that so it's just a movie so because uh when they were sitting I will give it to him man he he pimped her though he <laughs> when they were in the bar and he was talking and then uh, he tried to go in and kiss because he was playing the piano mm-hmm. and um one of my buddies is a piano player he goes hey man that, that gets the girls. I'm like, okay, I don't know how to play piano, and I'm sure some girl's not going to stand next to me while I'm playing the loud ass drums. But anyway, <clears throat> so he tries to lean in and kiss her, and she's like, nope. He's like, ah, oh, weak. <laughs> so she ends up leaving. She goes, all right, well, I'll see you later. So she, uh, well, earlier really, they had a scene when they were sitting at uh, the Lincoln Memorial and they were eating ice cream. I did like this part because then she was like, well, I'm going to leave, and goes, oh, I'm just going to hang out here. So she starts walking down the stairs and then he's like, all right. If she turns around, she's interested. And she's walking down the stairs like, come on, just turn around. Just give me a smile. And then she turns around and he like does this dumb little wave to her. But in his mind, he was like, yeah, I got it. But I did like how he turned around to Abraham Lincoln. Sorry, Abe, man, I wish I was there for you. So more calls from John Malkovich and everything. All, but back to the. To the to the the hotel they were at. He follows her to the hotel or to the elevator. They start making out in the in the elevator, and then some other agents get on, so they stop. They start walking down the hall to the room. She goes into her room. He runs in there, and the next thing you know, they attack each other. And I, I did like this scene though, because they I don't know how much stuff secret agents carry. But they were dropping those um, retracting batons, their, their their earpieces, their radios. They had a their hell gun- of shit. <laughs> their guns, <laughs> everything was just do fall. Handcuffs, everything was just falling onto the floor as they're just backing up uh, towards the bed. They get in, start making out. The phone rings, and it's uh, somebody like, "Hey, you need to come downstairs for another briefing." And she's like, "Ah." So she gets up, picks up all her stuff, and she's like, I don't know if this is a mistake or what, but all right, I'm out of here. So she kind of goes in the other room, and Clint's laying there like, fuck. Now I got to like, put all that shit on yeah. my back on <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well,
0: he could have just picked it all up and went to his room, but I don't know. Unless he had to go down there, too. but So more... Uh, president uh, speeches, and they're all looking around. There's a scene where it's raining, and Clint is standing out there, and he's getting all wet, and he ends up getting sick. Did you think this was needed, the whole flu thing? No, I didn't think so. Well, well, I guess it kind of, because it it went into play um, with the next stop for the president. Uh, they're, they're at his rally. He's speaking um and he's just sweating bullets and he's trying to just stay alert i assume he had the flu and uh he's looking around there's flashes going off people screaming and yelling and all of a sudden um he hears like uh, a pop some we see somebody popping a balloon and then we a few we fear a few of them get popped and he just like he just yells out "gun" in his little uh speed, his little his little mic, and everyone just tackles the president. And then he's just and everyone's ah, people start running and screaming, and then they're looking around and they find out oh it's just somebody popped a balloon. So, but uh, what's his name bitched out uh, the chief of staff Harry Sargent? He like dove behind the the stage. And then uh, the the next scene, oh no! The president gets up. Oh, I was a little scared, man, but I'm all right. Just all right, everyone, just calm down. Next scene, they're on Air Force One, and the uh, the chief of staff is just reaming out uh, Frank, and he's like, "Man, he goes, did you, you you realize you, how you made the president look like a fool?" And he's like, "I didn't think so. He he came off pretty good." And he's like, "Come, he's he come on. What's the matter with you? And why you got old guys like this working on your detail? Just just lighten them up." And then he's like, uh, Frank kind of just goes, he, he said some, Harry said, or, um, the chief of staff said something to Frank. And then he like snapped that Frank snapped back at him and called him Harry. And then he was like, ah, don't you call me Harry? And nah, I want you do whatever you do to keep him away from the president and, and keep him away from me. And then he kind of storms down the hall, uh, uh, Bill Watts, uh, Gary Cole, his character's like, what the fuck, man? You can't talk to the chief of staff like that. And he goes, uh, well, fuck him, and he's a bitch, and this and that. And so, he's kind of like, alright. And he goes, look, well, you're not in my detail anymore. Just consider yourself uh, done, and you can go home. So, he's like, ah, oh, fuck. So, but he's still sick, still. So, but he, yeah. he ends up uh, going home. Al wasn't with him uh, this whole time. He was back in in DC uh, still working on some other stuff. I assume uh, looking for booth and all that over there. But um again there was more flash scenes we see Malkovich uh building stuff and this is when we see him making the mold of uh his gun because then we see him putting it all together. Yeah, it's called a zip gun. Yeah, it was um he said it was composite like plastic. Because we see him, he's he has his eyes closed, and he's he's putting it together. And then um, I, well, there was more of this and that talking, and then uh, we I think we oh, we get to the scene when after he puts that gun together, we get to the scene when he's out um, sitting by this little lake, and he's he's got this boat, little model boat in the water, and he shoots it. And these two hunters come running over. Is that you shooting? And he's like, yeah. And then they see his gun. And they're like, what is that? And he goes, oh, it's a gun. And he's like, what? And, they, and he goes, oh, it's something I made. And they're like, oh, can I see it? And he goes, yeah. So he gives it to him. It's only a two-shot gun. He hands it to him, And they're like, wow, this is really light. And he goes, mind if I give it a little dance? And are like, yeah, go for it. He shoots a duck or something. Yeah, he destroyed that duck. Yeah, I don't know how big those slugs were, but enough to poof, blow that duck apart. <laughs> and they're like, Wow, this is really neat. And he goes, Are You interested in selling it? And he goes, No, nah, I need it. And he goes, You need it for what? He goes, I'm gonna assassinate the president. <laughs> they start laughing and he just kinda smiles and he goes, Why do you want to do that? And he goes, Why'd you shoot that duck, asshole? <laughs> and while he's ta- while he's saying all this, he's like reloading. And the and those uh, the hunters look at him and he just he shoots both of them. And he's just like nothing. He's just sitting there looking at him like, all right, whatever. Another day at the office. Uh, We go back. uh, We're at the White, uh, not the White, it's either the White House or the Capitol. One of them, wherever the FBI secret agents, service agent guys are, he's, um, uh, Malkovich is on the phone with, um, with Harry again. And they're, and they're still talking and, and no, 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 I'm I'm sorry. I, I jumped ahead. Um, they when they uh they they were kind of showing um oh oh um he yeah Malkovich was talking to uh to Frank on the phone and then the the guy said he's the 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 guys that were um scrambling or uh, tracing the call they said he's he's at the park across the street so everybody goes hauling ass out of the building they all run around they're looking around who was at this phone and they're like i don't know i didn't see anybody here so he frank is just kind of scanning the crowd he sees this guy looks like a little hippie dude in a all jean denim jacket jeans gold teeth yeah (laughs) it is (laughs) grilling. he's just standing there smiling and swaying and he's looking at him and he's like that's him and he goes ow that's him and then they all go hauling ass towards the street um, uh, Malkovich sees and so he starts running. He's just hauling ass down the street. They're running through the traffic cars, screeching while uh, Malkovich is running or Booth is what he's calling himself. He is running and I don't know why he didn't just run around that car but he like jumps onto a car, hits the windshield but he puts his hand down on the uh, on the hood and then he jumps up and then takes off and they lose him. So here comes Frank, huffing and puffing. He goes. He stops he says, oh, Secret Service. I'm. I'm taking this car. I'm putting it in our custody or whatever the hell he said. And they're like, what? And he goes. He put his handprint down right here. So that's when they got fingerprints. So they get it. They start running all the fingerprints and they go. Well, how long is this gonna be? He goes. I don't know. It'll take a while. So they're like, oh, all right. So they're still trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, the finger. The fingerprints come back. I don't know how long, but they come back. And um, one of the agents comes up. Did you see Silent Rage with Chuck Norris? Uh, A
1: long time ago.
0: The killer in that? He was the agent that came walking up. Oh, what? Yeah, he comes walking up. And then uh, they see, they look at it. Because when the, the screen, when the fingerprints come back, they look at it. It says, like, C-12. I think that's what it said. And they're like, oh, shit. He goes, what? He goes, we can't tell him anything. And they're like... All right, because it was like C-12 classified. So they go, hey, man, your fingerprints uh, drew nothing. So They're like, fuck, man. Well, what are we going to do? So they're like, "Ah, well, all right. So they, um, I think they had pictures of
1: him. Yeah, this is when they start questioning different people.
0: Yeah, they had some uh, they had some drawings that they did. Sorry, hold on. I'm recording. Sorry, everyone. Okay. Sorry, everyone. My grandson. <laughs> um. Anyway, so uh, they're like, all right, we're gonna um when they were uh. Frank saw he Frank saw that magazine uh, with the the model magazine because when they went there are in the house so they I think that's when they tried to do some stuff like find out where where this magazine is is made or whatever so they end up finding out some stuff and then they ended up uh, going to um, this is when we um, they meet um, John Hurd's character and they go up and they're like uh, he goes I I can't really tell by this picture and he goes but. And he goes, uh, sounds like um, this one guy that I knew. And, uh, and they're like, oh, he goes, well, he goes, you know what? I got someone you guys can talk to. He's down in Phoenix. Uh, he knows everyone down there. So they end up flying to Phoenix. And they meet this gentleman in a wheelchair. And he's looking at the picture. He goes, well, it, kind of, it doesn't really look like him. But uh, he goes, this is uh, Mitch Leary. And they're like, what? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, Mitch Leary is the one that uh, got me this wheelchair he goes, it was over $1,000. And they're like, oh. And then he reaches back and pulls out his gun. And then they're like, whoa, whoa. And he goes, oh, don't worry about uh, it. There's no way that would just go down like that. Hell no. They would have they tackled him before he even like got it in front of him. And kind of like this. And this is for if he ever comes back. He goes, he, um, he kind of blamed him for stealing one of his designs. And he said that uh, uh, the, the rule or whatever for disobeying or whatever is death. And then he's like, what? And then they're like, yeah, he's basically threatened him. And then he was like, so he goes, hey, if you guys, if you guys catch him, let me know. And he goes, I'll sleep better. So they found out, they got his, his address to whatever house he was living in Phoenix. They go there. And then this is when... They go into the house. They break in and kind of just looking around. Right when they right when uh, Al sticks his head in, no, 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 um, Harry stuck he stuck his head in. Someone stuck a big old gun to his head, and they're like, "Who are you? Get down!" And so they they kind of come crawling in. Al comes in. They grab him, and then uh, well, Clint, with the quickness, he pulls out his little he already had his little retractable baton out. He knock sweeps that guy's leg, hits him. He falls down. They tackle that dude, and then they got their guns drawn on him, and then the door opens up, and here comes this other dude. And uh, Al's like, oh, you freeze, motherfucker. And then he comes in. He starts reaching into his jacket. Hands, hands. And then he goes, it's all right. I'm just getting my ID. He comes out, and he pulls out his his badge and everything. He, this is a CIA guy. He goes, my name is Coppinger. And he goes, well, we're both we're all on the same team. And he goes, who are you here for, me? Or this is what Frank is saying. you here for me or Leary? And he goes, we're here for Leary. And then he's like, uh, well, he's like, well, who is he? What did he he do? Because he was like, we're just looking for one of our agents. Or he was one of their ex-agents. And he goes, what did you do? And he goes, "Uh, run coke for the Contras? And he's like, no. He goes, uh, he's what we like to call a wet boy. Mm -hmm. And then Frank was like, whoa. But then Al was like, what's a wet boy? And Frank just goes, Leary's an assassin. And they're like, oh fuck! So next Al, scene, Al like knows nothing. Well, he's at the need to. I think he's at the the lower level need to know. <laughs> as long as you're there to guard the president, that's all they need you for. But Al makes me so
1: kid. mad in this movie.
0: <laughs> they don't. You don't need to know all this stuff. So they're at. They're back in the D.C. and they're they're pulling out all this stuff and they're saying, yeah, this this is him. All these pictures they had of him. Uh, When he was when he was a soldier and when he was playing football and when he was married. And they were saying, yeah, he was one of our operatives and he just kind of lost it. So we uh, we he disappeared. And then he pulled out another folder and he goes, all right, this what you're about to see is highly classified and can't say nothing about it. So they're showing him pictures and then he's like, this is how. Uh, Leary treats his friends, and it's a, and one of their agents he goes, We sent an agent to his house, and this is what happened. So it's a guy laying there dead with his throat cut. So he's, they're like, Oh, fuck. And then they're like, Well, and he goes, What did he say? And he goes, Something about, What is he? They said something to him, but they, uh, the, the carpenter guy said, he He's more like, a, he, he's not just a killer, he's more like a predator. So they're like, oh, fuck. So Frank and Al are driving down the road, and Al's just like, he goes, I can't, I'm can't. i going to resign tomorrow. And Frank's like, what? And then he's like, I can't do it. He goes, man, he goes, I have nightmares about the, the bag over my head, and Phoenix just clenched it all. And he goes, I, I can't. he goes, I'm going to resign tomorrow. And Frank is like, come on, Al, I need you. He goes, we can get this guy.
1: And Al's starts, to cry. Yeah, Frank looks at him, and he's so just like, Disgusted. Well, Frank's been through it all.
0: Al still wet behind the ears because he's, I can't do it. And then after Frank's just like, no, no compassion. Like, come on, man, stop this cockamamie shit. We can get this guy. <laughs> so well, Al's kind of like, all right, man, I trust you. I trust you, you Franklin. Let's let's get this fucker. So, um, next scene is, uh, this is this is this is my favorite scene. Uh, they're back in the office, uh, Leary and Frank are talking on the phone and then, uh, Frank's telling him, goes, Hey, I, he goes, I know who you are, Leary. And he kind of just pauses and he goes, uh, did you talk to Coppinger? And he goes, yeah. He goes, we know who you are. And, um, and he goes, he was just telling, he goes, Oh, uh, did you did he delouse? he goes the man is a professional liar and he goes uh, he goes he showed me some things and shows me what you do to your friends he goes I saw a picture of your friend laying there with his throat cut and then he's like uh, he goes what the hell where is it um oh this is when he starts yelling at him he's like frank and he because he tells him he goes because he goes He goes, I'll never, he goes, goes, I've never lied and I'll never lie to you. And he goes, Frank, he goes, he goes, of all people, I want you to understand. He goes, because we used to think that this country is a very special place. And then Frank's like, you don't know what I think. He goes, oh, you know about me? Do you have any idea what I've done for God and country? Some pretty fucking horrible things. I don't even remember who I was before they sunk their claws into me. And then they made you into a real monster. That's right. Cause now they and they want to destroy me because they can't have monsters roaming the quiet countryside. Now can we? That whole fucking scene right there just fucking blew me away. It gave me goosebumps over that first time I saw it. And that's when I was like, "Oh man, this movie's awesome." And I wish the Academy would have looked at that scene because <laughs> I was like, "Fuck, this is Malkovich at his best." Uh, but no, no nominations for this film. <laughs> But that that was ruthless. I mean, and if, if you sit there and, and you think about it, it was like they trained him to do this, mm-hmm. and then I assume he, he's getting out getting out of hand, and, and then they they, they 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 can't just tell you to stop. So they they had to kill him. They were trying to kill him, but he he was that good. Uh, he ended up uh, killing him because he goes he goes. They sent my friend in arms to my home to kill me and then he was like oh man he was just going off and then uh i love this scene and then because um uh, frank kind of calms down he goes what do you see when the what he goes what do you see in the dark when the demons come and then Larry's like i see you frank i see you standing over the body of uh Dead, the dead. The I see you sit, standing over the body of a dead president, and then he's like, he goes not, nah. and he goes no, he goes no, you're not. He goes, I'm on to you. He goes, fuck you, Frank. He goes, I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to use my life uh, to give my life for his. And he goes, I'm telling you right now because that president is coming home from California in a fucking box. And he goes, where in California? He goes, oh, well, <laughs> you want me to throw it for you? He goes, I- I'll keep you in the game, but I I won't tell you. And. <laughs> And he goes, and if you get in my way, uh, he goes, I'll stop anyone that gets in my way. And he goes, and if you get in my way, he goes, I'll deal with you, too. And he goes, I got a rendezvous with death. And Frank just goes, you got a rendezvous with my ass, motherfucker. <laughs> and then he goes, uh, Larry he goes, he goes, do you have any idea how easy it is I can kill you? Do you have, any, Do you know how many times i see you go in and out of that apartment, come in and out of that bar? And then he was like, he was like, just... He goes. Uh, he goes. I respect you, or some some shit like that. And then because he just just yells at him, and it basically tells him he goes um something about respect. What the fuck did he say? I can't remember. Um, something about you show me some goddamn respect. I can't remember. I can't remember that. But that was pretty much how he ended the call uh, and slammed the phone down. And then he kind of just. I was like, all right. Then the dudes come running out. Uh, uh, for you Seinfeld fans, it was Banya. He comes running out uh, of the office and they it he's at the whatever, whatever address. And then everyone goes hauling ass to this address because he didn't scramble the call. And then all his fucking police cars, everything comes swarming up to his apartment building. Uh, they all go running in. Here comes Frank and Al uh, bringing up the rear. And then Al's like, uh, hey, the freak goes right there, right there. And then they, they slam on the brakes and it's Leary, And he starts hauling ass down the road. He had like a hat and some glasses on, sunglasses. So they go chasing him. and It turns into a big cat and mouse thing. He's running. He climbs up onto this building. Uh, I'll give it to Clint. I don't know how old he was, but he was doing it. <laughs> that was the name who jumped off the build off the top <laughs> to the thing. But <laughs> but he was climbing the fence and climbing up the, the fire escapes. Leary was hauling ass, jumping from uh, building to building, and Al, he was right behind her, but then Al kind of hit a, touched like a steam pipe or something, and it broke, and ah, he fell down, so he had to, he was, fucking <laughs> <Now. laughs> he was bringing up the rear, uh, Leary was hauling ass, and then he, he got to a seat, he got to a part where the, the apartments were too far apart, but he was—he was so juiced. He went fuck it. He just ran and just dove across, grabbed on, pulled himself up to the thing, and flipped over. Here came Frank. He came running. He looked down. Fuck. He kind of like he—he he took a few steps back and he ran and dove across. He grabbed the top. But by then he was already tired. Who knows how how long he had ran? And then he was trying to crawl up and he couldn't. And he's like, oh, it's like fuck and. Uh, I'm sure he was tied up with uh, ropes. I'll give it to Clint here Um, because the the way the camera angle was, it was going straight down, and you could see the alley. Um, I believe there was no CGI in this. So he's trying to hang on. He's like, oh, he's struggling, and then this part was ruthless. Uh, Leary comes peeking over and uh, looking at him um, with a gun. And then he goes, and he kind of reaches down and sticks his hand out and goes, here. He goes, hey, take my hand, Frank. And Frank is just looking at him. He goes, if you don't, you'll die. So I was like, ah, oh, but Frank's like, oh, fuck, sorry. So he grabs his arm and he's holding on to him and he's trying to pull him up. And then Frank pulls out his gun and sticks it in. He goes, oh, he goes, you're going to you're gonna shoot me, Frank, after I saved your life? And he's just looking at him. He's holding up the gun. This, This part was fucking ill. Uh, Leary's leaning over. He leans up forward and just puts his mouth over that barrel of that gun and then just smiles. And then I was like, damn. Because then he, then he like grabs Frank and just throws him over to the to the fire escape. And then here comes Al because Al comes running over. And, and he goes, freeze, motherfucker. And he's like, this is where he fucked up. He was looking straight. at. had his gun out, pointed at Leary. And he goes and then he goes, I got him, Frank, and then he just took his eyes off of Leary for a second. And Leary just pulled out his gun, fired him, fired it, and then we don't see what happens. And then we hear we see Frank going, Al and then Al comes leaning over the top, uh, from the top of the building, blood coming out as more. They got a bullet hole on his head. And then Leary just takes aim and shoots him again and finishes him. And then I was like, man, is, that was a rookie mistake. <laughs> he shouldn't have took his. He he took his eyes off of him for that second, and uh, he paid for it. So Frank was ah, he was all mad. He's drunk at some bar. Uh, you see Leary looking in, peeking in, looking at him. But then they're like, all right, um, we know. All right, now we know where he's gonna go. So there's a big old montage montage of. Um, uh, Mitch Leary, gearing up for uh, for his uh, his big his big day. There, Cause there was a scene earlier where we see him eating like spaghetti and everything. It was he was trying to fatten up? Cause we see him patting his stomach, and then we see this montage of him uh, changing his face. He's putting on like a nose and hair and all this. So um, uh, it was at some hotel in uh, in uh, downtown L.A. Is where the president was going to be. So Leary's all fixed up. He goes uh, away. He goes earlier because he meets up with um, some guy. I guess he was uh, giving money to some political party to uh, so he can get a ticket to go to the to this dinner where the president was going to be. So he meets him. Uh, the Secret Service and all those guys are all over the place. Uh, They come around. They have all these pictures of Leary that they different change. They change his face, different styles, glasses, long hair, beard, and all that. And then he's kind of like, Clint comes in, uh, talks to that dude that Leary was meeting. I can't remember his name. And then he was showing him pictures. and goes, I don't don't know who any of of these people are. And he goes, well, everyone on your list, do you know everybody? And he's like, yeah. He goes, "I, I know everyone. So um, they're just still trying to figure it all out. Um, But then he
1: wasn't supposed to be there, was he? I think uh, Rene Russo, he talked to her to get him on there.
0: Because he was there. But then I think um, he
1: was about to fuck up that bellboy.
0: Yeah, um, because they didn't know. Uh, who he was, I guess his name wasn't on that list or whatever. So that's when uh, the head, the head guy, Bill Watts, Gary Cole, he comes over and kind of scolds him, like, "What, what the hell? Why are you here? You're not supposed to be here anyway. And you need to get on the next plane back to DC." So he's like, "Ah, oh, fuck." So he's busted. And but he tells uh, Lily, uh, Renee Russo, you're "Look, just keep your eyes open. He's here. Just, just be ready." This so is like, all right. So, he gets in a cab. He's uh well earlier when they were um earlier in the film when they were uh, ramsacking. It was after um Al got killed. They went back to um, uh, Leary's apartment. He found this little piece of paper under his bed, and it just said Skellum on it. And he didn't know what it was because he had asked uh, Leary later when they were talking on the phone, "Who's Skellum?" He goes, "Ah, he goes, you're you're looking, you're beating up the wrong tree." He goes, "That Skellum is nothing." So he just didn't think anything of it. So when uh, the cab driver was about to drop him off at the airport, and then he asked him a question about,
1: oh. Um,
0: uh,
1: something about remembering the number he's supposed to call. Was yeah. He, he, ukulele or something. Yeah, he was supposed to call some number, and he said,
0: ukulele. And he went, What's that? And then he goes, oh, that's how I remember the number. And then he did it, and then he was like, he kind of like, he looked at that little piece of paper, scalum. He went up to a phone and he figured it out. So he dialed it. Then the the numbers that were on there and it was that bank that he uh, opened, uh, that uh, Leary opened that account at or oh, he's James Carney then. So he, he goes to the bank and then he's like, hey, who I want to know who opened up an account here within the last however uh, many months or whatever. So they're like uh, who's in charge of all that? And they're like, oh, it was whatever her name was, Pam, I think. And then, and they go, what happened? Oh, she was murdered. And they're like, what? So I was like, fuck. So they kind of go through all the records and they find uh, some names. And then um, he called. Uh, I think he called Rene Russo. And then he was like, yeah, I'm coming back or whatever. So he goes all and pass back to the to the hotel. And then he goes uh, in, he goes, He somebody give me a gun, give me a radio or whatever. And then he kind of goes in and then he's like, uh, give me a seat chart. And because he finds out the name, uh, there's uh, when he's running down the names that he got from the bank and everyone's name that was on the list uh, to see the president. And he finds James Leary or James Carney. So I was like, fuck. And then he goes busting into the to the banquet room. He starts scanning the room because uh, the president is walking in. And he looks around and he sees him. And uh he's all he's got hair, he's got his feet kind of fatter, and he's got the thing on his nose. And uh because when they when when they went in to the to when uh James Car- Leary went into the into the ballroom, he had his gun, uh that plastic one he made, he had it uh in, in his belt, uh his waist uh under his belt and his waist. And then when they were walking through the metal detectors, and he had his keychain that had a um, a rabbit's foot, but it was hollowed mm-hmm. out, and it made just enough room to put in two bullets. So he kind of threw his keys on that little bowl. He walked through the metal detector; nothing went off. So he goes in. So while he's sitting at the table, he pulls the gun out and he's like, has his hands under the table and he's putting the gun together. So uh, when he's got it all ready to gun, ready to go, the president's walking in. He's got the gun under like a napkin or something. And then here comes uh, Frank. He comes running in and he just yells gun as the president's right in front of Larry. He pulls out his gun. He's about to fire. Frank dives. He takes the shot. And I give it to all those of those secret Servicemen again. They grabbed that fool and just boom, bolted him out of the room. Hella fast. <laughs> they they're, all they go
1: ahead. Uh, I was going to say when they were going through the kitchen, they're like throwing cooks on the floor out of the way. Yeah, they fucking just charged through the kitchen, ran through the
0: halls, down into the into the garage, just threw him in the limo and everyone took off. And all the melee upstairs. Ah cause um Leary grabs so he grabs he's holding Frank. He he shoots somebody else with that, with that gun. so his little gun he made is done. He ends up grabbing another gun from somebody. He grabs Frank, they go hauling ass and uh, they jump into an elevator. It's like a glass at elevator that's on the outside of this building. Um, I guess it was the... I'm looking at a picture of it. The Von Venture Hotel? I think that's what it's was called. In Los Angeles. So, uh, Leary's in there. Frank's laying there with a the gunshot in his chest. I assume he had a vest on. But I'm sure that shit still hurts. I don't want to know that pain. But anyway. Yeah, I think he
1: said it broke his ribs. <laughs>
0: yeah, So... He's like, hey, because he I can't believe it, you 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 took the bullet, and then he's like, ah. So Frank still has his um his little earpiece and his little microphone in his hand. So and, and the sun's just pretty much gone down, and because when they got in the elevator, uh, Leary broke out all the lights so they couldn't see into it. So the, uh, they they kind of shut the power off a little bit and they stopped the elevator, and then he's like, oh man, he's like the just trying to figure out what they were going to do. All the sharpshooters came fucking top of the building. They're all pointing at the elevator and they're saying, we don't have no shot. We can't see in there. So, uh, Leary and, and Frank are kind of going back and forth with each other. And then he's basically gonna Look, all right, man, I, I'm going to kill you and probably kill himself. Cause he know he's not getting out of it. So, um, <laughs> Frank starts going off, and he goes, "Hey man, he goes, just shut the fuck up and shoot." <laughs> He's yelling at him, <laughs> and then uh, he goes, "What are you waiting for? Shoot!" And then Lily's like, "Are you talking to us?" And he goes, "Just come on, just take the shot." And he goes, "But but listen, he goes, but let me tell you something. Goes, what? Aim high." When he says that, Larry looks down and notices that he has the microphone in his hand. And he goes, You son of a bitch. So he's about to shoot him and then that's when all the sharpshooters just start firing into the into the um into the elevator. I'm surprised they didn't hit Frank with all those gun, all those bullets flying in there. Yeah. So Frank kind of gets up, they whoops him up a little bit, and then uh he knocks him and then he falls. So Larry falls out of the elevator, but Frank's holding on to him. And he goes, he's like, you better grab my hand or you're gonna die. And he's basically goes, I want you to die, but it's my job to save you, or whatever the hell he said to him. And then Larry's just looking at him, and and he he knows, like I'm dead either way. I didn't feel like sitting in prison, so he just lets go. I give it to the stunt man. It wasn't like just a body they dropped. It was somebody falling probably had the the ropes or whatever around him because he fell and then doosh, I don't know how, how that building was or how high they, up they were and I'm sure that glass that he landed on must be fucking hella strong because he, he slammed onto that thing and blew out the back of his head but the window was all cracked because then when we see uh, Frank riding down the elevator he's looking and we just see Larry uh, laying there dead so he's dead evil is punished President is safe. Um, we see Frank. He, he ends up landing in D.C. and fucking the police or no, the, the press and everybody are there. And they're like, oh, you're a hero and all this. And uh, what, what else you got to say or some shit? And he goes, well, he goes, I'm going to retire. they're like, well, what's next for for you? Well, I'm going to retire because thanks to all you guys, you're plastering my picture all over the place. And he goes, I'm no good for undercover work. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> he's to go back to his house and and, and crush it. Uh, he walks into his house with uh, Lily, turns on his answering machine, and it was a message uh, from Leary uh, talking to him, basically asking, "Goes well? If you're hearing this, either the president is dead, and I'm pretty sure I'm dead. And then he was just kind of, I just wanted to know what he goes. If you, he goes, did you take the bullet, Frank? And then just kind of, well, if you did, all right, well, nice knowing you. Have a good life, and uh, I'll see you later. And then he hung up, and when they heard that message, they just walked out and went back to the Lincoln
1: Memorial, sat there, and then that's your movie. But Yeah, Frank ain't got time for that shit no more.
0: I don't know, man. I would have went home and just threw that answering <laughs> machine away. Well, I'm sure he probably had to give it to the FBI and all them to – here, there's the last message he gave me, but he was dead. Evil is punished. And uh, he saved, saved the president. He got the girl. And all is well in D.C. But damn, this movie was hella good. The budget was $40 million and it boxed office, $187 million. And uh, I'm sure that was just all Clint Eastwood fans. Because uh, they got my money twice. Got my money when VHS came out. Uh, got me in the DVD and the Blu-ray. And if they come out with a 4K steelbook or whatever, it'll get it again, because I fucking love this movie. Said it was nominated for three Academy Awards. Did they say which ones? No. Hmm. Well, hopefully... No. Uh, oh, here it is. Duh. I guess he was nominated. I don't remember. Uh, Best Supporting Actor, John Malkovich. Uh, original Screenplay and Best Editing. I wonder who won that year. Now I got to look because if it wasn't, let me see. Best Actress, Best Supporting Actor. Uh, uh, Okay. Here here were the nominees. Uh, Pete, something, something for In the Name of the Father, John Malkovich for A Line of Fire. Ralph Fiennes for Schindler's List. Leonardo DiCaprio for What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Uh, Leo was awesome in that. Ralph Fiennes, Voldemort, whatever. I that's the first movie I'd seen him in, and I hated him for the, being the Nazi in Schindler's List. But he, he did a good job. Plus, he was um uh, the Red Dragon and and uh, mm-hmm. that one and. But uh, Tommy Lee Jones won for the Fugitive. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let that go <laughs> because that, Tommy Lee Jones was badass in that movie. My favorite line in that is when they were in the tunnel and uh, Dr. Jones or whatever the hell his name Harrison Ford was, um, he goes, I didn't do it. I didn't kill her. And Tommy Lee Jones was, I don't care. <laughs> so that one was elegant. I even liked, uh, what was the second one? Um, uh, U.S. Marshals. Yeah. Yeah. Now that was the one with um with Blade uh, Wesley Snipes. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that plane crashing and getting hit by a bus, but all right, whatever <laughs> Hollywood. But, uh, but I loved both of those movies. Fugitive, all right. Dad, Tommy Lee Jones, he was good, but I don't know, man. I, I would have picked John Malkovich out of all these. Again, Leo was good. Ralph Fiennes was good. I don't even. I never even seen in the name of the father, so. I don't know who. Oh, it's um. Uh, I just watched the uh, the town. He was uh, the fly, the flower the florist dude. Oh, the guy always cutting up the flowers. Yeah, it was him. It was that guy. Okay. All
1: right.
0: All right. Yeah, um, he's a good actor. So I don't know. I've never seen that movie though, but. Tommy Lee Jones, I'll, I'll let it go. But yeah, In the Line of Fire. It's streaming on Netflix, so if you got a pretty ruined old movie for you, but it's still an awesome film. I've seen this movie a gajillion times, and I'll watch it a gajillion more, because I, I love this film. And John Malkovich being my favorite in this. The, the characters he played, Mitch Leary, uh, James Carney, uh, Booth, everything. He was just badass from beginning to end. And um, yeah, Clint, he's He's different characters, but he's like the same character. He's that's just how he is. But um, doesn't he have another movie coming out?
1: Probably. He's still going. I know I think he has something he's directing. Uh, did you see um what was it Cry Macho? No.
0: Eh it was all right. I mean was nothing the right home about but uh, it, I, I thought it was going to be a western shoot 'em up Clint and, and it wasn't I mean the story was good it just didn't it it, it wasn't what I wanted I would have been mad, I would have been mad if I went and paid for it uh, in the theater I ended up just watching it on uh, HBO Max but does he have anything else coming up? It doesn't say. "Crime Macho was the last thing he did. Mm, but, um, yeah, in the line of fire, everyone, Netflix. All right, it's your turn. What do you got?
1: All right. Uh, we're going with one I haven't seen before, and I just came across it. It's uh, You can find it on Amazon Prime or Tubi, and that's 1985's Tough Turf. <laughs>
0: with um what's his name not not Thanos uh Ultron, Ultron uh, James <laughs> Spader. <laughs> yeah uh, and uh Kim Richards who Robert um, Downey Jr. Oh that's right young uh, Robert Downey young uh, Tony Stark uh Kim Richards uh I love her sister more but uh this is the this is when Kim Richards was I always thought she was kid. She was little. she's older than me, so I, she when she was little, I was littler before you guys say anything. But uh she had some rough times. If um you guys watched uh was it, Beverly Hills Housewives? I think that's one one. Yeah, I watched that show. Uh, for those of you talking shit. So what? Anyway. Um <laughs> yeah, she was rough on that. She just partied and she was just drunk all the time, but I think she went into rehab and, and cleaned herself up. But uh, I have not seen this in forever. Um, I saw it a few times in the theater when it was brand new, mainly for Kim Richards in it. I didn't even know who James Spader was. But uh, yeah, yeah, come back for uh, Tough Turf. Would you say Amazon? Amazon and Tubi. All right. I don't know. I think I have Tubi, but, oh, man, it's going to be awesome. But all right, everyone, Uh, that's it. Come back for Tough Turf. Uh, And again, In Line of Fire is streaming on Netflix. Uh, Action Return, we just dropped, so go and listen to that if you haven't. Talked about uh, Cobra Kai Season 4. And uh, the next Action Returns is the Amityville Uprising Ooh, did you watch it yet
1: oh <laughs> uh, yeah i i did watch amityville in the hood
0: oh okay don't don't tell me i still want to watch that. <laughs> yeah come back for um tough turf uh here on stream fiend and then amityville uprising uh for um yeah, it's action or yeah, action returns and um where are we at uh is it next week yeah next week is uh wwe's
1: royal rumble the rumble. So <sighs> to stop announcing the participants. I like it if it's a surprise. Yeah, we'll, we'll get
0: into all that.'re we're, we're I, I want to do a pre uh, rumble uh, episode. Uh, if it's not just Brian and I, hopefully we can get someone else in here with us. But the only thing I'm excited for is Lita, cause um, I, Charlotte, I love you, but uh, she lead a to tour. <laughs> Well, was it Smack? It was on SmackDown, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Or Raw. Overall, one of them.
1: No, I think it was Raw. Or what? I don't know. They're starting to mix it up now.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, um, I'm
0: ready for it, Lita I love you if you're listening. Uh, Amy Dumas. Whew, met her a few times. So I can barely talk. But anyway, yeah. Come <laughs> back next time for a tough turf. So. Till then, everyone, please be safe out there. I'll keep you guys all updated if, uh, on how I feel. And uh, just come back next time. So until then, party on. And
1: everybody be good to each other.